The following podcast may contain some adult language. You've been warned. Those of you who got an invite, welcome to NerdProm. <laughs> no matter where in the world you are, we're all NERDS International. With the hyphen. Welcome to Finding the Narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast. This is a show dedicated to the Genesis role-playing system from Fantasy Flight Games, a show in which we, your hosts, discuss all things Genesis from both a player's and a GM's perspective. I am Tony Fanning, and with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Chris Holmes. How are you doing, homie? I'm doing awesome. My Vikings won today, so that's oh. great. My fantasy team has about a 85% chance of winning. Mm-hmm. So I'll flip a coin and see if that comes true, because <laughs> that's all luck. <laughs> but most right. importantly, last night I ran some Redbox D and D, pouring on the hill and killed a couple characters. So that was awesome. Big giant bats killed a character and then killed the torchbearer. So fun stuff. <laughs> yes, they had a torchbearer. <laughs> oh wow! So you killed and- Nodwick. <laughs> Basically, yeah. And by the way, last night I shit all of you not. My one of my best friends, Kyle, rolling out some basic D and D. You roll three d six right down the line. His first roll, three sixes. We're like, what? Are you kidding me? He rolls at eighteen. Then we're like, roll the roll that d roll that d one hundred. See what you get. See if you get ot ot. Sure enough, he rolled ot ot. Got an 18-100 strength, but you don't do that in basic. I I know, but you, we just had to do it because all of us, when we were little, were like, yeah, I got an 18-100 strength, sure. Sure enough, he rolled it last night. I'm like, you know what? Make it a 19 and let's move on. Then I killed uh, him with a freaking Neanderthal, so that's awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> Anyways, that's how I'm doing. How you doing, man? Uh, I didn't get to play anything this weekend. I worked all freaking weekend. <laughs> oh, that sucks. All sweaty and sticky and gross. I just want to sit down and oh wait I do have a beer I'm good <laughs> cheers <laughs> I'll talk about games instead let's do that well uh, speaking of games actually the adversary decks dropped on Friday picked mine up oh, yesterday yeah yeah I got mine Friday my friendly local game store had them sitting waiting for me cool a little special bow on them and everything nice yeah I went down to the fantasy flight gaming center here in the mm-hmm. Twin Cities Saturday morning mm-hmm. I did not plan my Saturday very well because Magnum opus was going on and I should have sat down at the table and played Genesis Android I couldn't I needed to get back home to prep for night my night game bummer but it was pretty cool. There's a lot of people there, and there was some girl in line that I asked. She played it, and I asked her, well, what do you think of it? She's like, well, I've only played D&D, and I've only played Pathfinder, you know, all my life. But she really enjoyed the Genesis system, so that's good to hear. Yeah. There's more hear. converts out there waiting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the Magnum so. Opus, that was, uh, that was their Netrunner event that they were running. Their that's final cool. Netrunner, and they were running the... Now, from what I've heard on internet news, they were running the they were running the Genesis adventure that they ran at Gen Con. That's what it looked like to me. 
I saw when I walked around, I saw the um, the character sheets. They looked like the same character sheets they had at Gen Con. So, hmm. wish I would have sat down and played, but didn't have time. Bummer. But they did say that uh, the the world of Android was going to be changed by this event. That there was going to be, you know, the various factions and whatnot. Their power was going to be basically for the book that they're going to be writing, the Genesis book. Okay. Um, the, that they're going to be writing, this is going to give the background on who's in charge of what and all that stuff. They were helping do some world building today when they when they played the oh, games or I see. this weekend. So how the tournament and that how that stuff played out and all that stuff, that is cool. Yep. That picked which that factions cool. were were going to be in charge of things. And, you know, who if, well, maybe they if they do a, a an Android setting card game in the future, that will come into play, I'm sure. Right, right. Um, I'm sure the, the Android setting is not dead for card games. They're just probably going to have to take some time to retool the mechanics and whatnot. But yeah. cool, cool. Who knows? Maybe they'll use the like the Star Wars Destiny mechanic for their card game. That'd be cool. Well, but okay. Uh, but I don't know if you've ever played. I've played it once about three years ago when it first no, came no. out. Star Wars Destiny. That the dice. Yeah, it came out like yeah. last year. Star Wars Destiny, the dice? No, dude. That came out yeah. a couple years ago. Okay, two years ago. A couple years ago. Yeah, a couple years ago. Okay, I'm going to agree to disagree. It was, about, <laughs> it was about two years ago. You're right. It wasn't three. <laughs> hey, the snow hasn't snowed yet, but my, my brain's a little fuzzy. <laughs> it's all good, brother. I'm just messing with you. Because I know no, it was right yeah, before it was... I moved up here, which was two years ago. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, it was two years ago, and uh, it, no, I got into it as soon as it came out, and like mm-hmm. I'm having into it. I have been collecting a full set of everything every time it comes out. Huge money sink. Love it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you, Fantasy Flight, my my corporate overlords. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will be signing my paychecks over to you anytime now. No. <laughs> Was that it for news, buddy? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Unless you had anything else, I just had the the decks and the magnum opus. Okay. No, no, that's it. Cool. Um, I do have uh, one piece of listener feedback I chose for today mm-hmm. from Casey Lee over on the Facebooks. Cool. He says, awesome work, guys. I binged on all the episodes and need more. Oh, my. Question, question, though. How would you convert a D-Shift 7D player? <laughs> I love when people pick that up. That's awesome, D-Shift 7D. And he printed and he spelled it out, D-Shift 7D. That's awesome. Right, right. Like R2-D2 type you know, <laughs> phonetically. That's great. Um, <laughs> and show them how amazing Genesis is. They haven't played a lot of either, but they love the critical roll, very bad dice toss, and are pretty uh, pretty set into thing thinking it's the best. Thanks. Sorry, I was lost there. I, th- I think he meant I think he meant something different than my response <laughs> replies to now. <laughs> oh wait a second. Uh, <laughs> oh, you meant like critical. <laughs> You responded yeah, with, "Oh, I'm not familiar with Critical Role, like the 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 series over on the TV what is show. it? Yeah, the TV. I know it exists, and it's a D and D live play thing with Matt Mercer and all them. So they, and oh, I, so it looks like his his group loves like the critical hits or the critical fumble, either the very yeah. good stuff or the very bad stuff, and that's why they <laughs> and that's why they like that's why the despair and <laughs> triumph are good. Oh man, 
Well Dude, done, I dude. am stupid sometimes, okay? <laughs> All right. So, Casey, apologies. I didn't really think about that for a second. Um, but anyhow, no, I'm not familiar with the show Critical Role much <laughs> because I've seen it once and wasn't all that impressed. It's just a bunch of people play D and D and I, yeah. Okay. So done moving on. But my suggestion is for him to, uh, f- to get his players to try one of the star Wars beginner games. And I hope we get some for Genesis, but right now we do have those mm-hmm. star Wars beginner games that teach the dice. They teach the GM how to run the system. Yep. They do a really good job of teaching you everything you know, and everything comes in one package. You buy the box, you have everything you need to run. Yes, you do. Uh, and and it's because if you're trying to get them in fantasy Genesis, you want to, you know, just to run maybe one of those. But my recommendation, my, my two favorite ones are the Edge of the Empire one and the Age of Rebellion one. Yep. Those are two really good ones. The Force and Destiny one, it deals more with the Force and is not going to be as generic. Um, yeah. uh, and and the the the... The one for Episode Seven, or Force Awakens one, it wasn't as good as the others. No, no, no. Yeah, so but, so so the Edge of the Empire one is more of a you know more of a smuggler you know grab a ship to get off, try and get a ship to get off the planet, and then Age of Rebellion is you're on a mission infiltrating a base and trying to right. take it over. So whichever you're you feel like um, Casey, whichever your group might be more in lines with, you know, you can't go wrong with getting either one of those. And so then once you've done that, then you say, so this system works guys and we can play fantasy games with this Mm -hmm. just as easily. And then you, you know, you bring them over. You, you, you can use any of the, as I said, there are conversions out there on the web free for several of the established fantasy properties. Um, they're all available online in various different places. Chris even suggested one. Uh, but there's um, Middle Earth, Pathfinder, Warhammer. There's um, mm-hmm. there's uh, World of Warcraft. Yep. There's several of these. Uh, there's even Avatar. <laughs> yeah. If you want to do Last the Airbender. Last yeah. Yeah. Yep. Find a setting that your friends are going to love, one of these free settings, and try that out next because yeah. they're free. And then if you exactly. feel like you've got the hook, got the hooks in them, go out and get that Terranoth setting and start running Fantasy, either in your own world with Terranoth's rules helping or in Terranoth because Terranoth is an amazing setting world. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're so those are my suggestions. I'm having a lot of fun playing it in your game, and even on Thursday nights with uh, Stefan running that too. So that's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like Tony said, I had um, there up on the um, Fantasy Flight forums for Genesis. There's a master resources list which will list all of these various settings, um, and then uh, I found there's a Pathfinder to Genesis conversion you know setting and stuff so converting ally, uh, adversaries and then some of the skills here's how the skills map over and that kind of stuff which could you know take a look at it download it and check it out yep. pretty cool so thanks for the message casey keep listening we will try to keep pumping out shows for you every two weeks if we can yes we can <laughs> <laughs> yeah appreciate it casey that's awesome man all right so we got a busy show uh, mm-hmm. And I have I have t- 
titled today's show Episode 16, Setting Things in Motion. Yes. Chris and I are going to be going through the uh, setting checklist, the setting sheet Sheet. that's on page 137 of your book of Genesis. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're going to be filling it out for the setting that we brainstormed in our last session. That's right. But before then, Mm -hmm. we should probably do something else here. Yes. We gotta find we've gotta find somebody to give fifty pieces of awesome to. Alright, let's we'll do, do it. Alright. All right. Welcome to 50 Pieces of Awesome, dude. This is a show segment we do where... Whoa. <laughs> like Keanu, right? Whoa. Damn it. I was doing so well. Uh, <laughs> no, this is a show segment where Chris goes out on the whole worldwide web. Yep. And finds something awesome and brings it to your attention and mine. Mm-hmm. So, Mr. Holmes, yeah, what have you got for us today? Well, as you all probably know, I'm a sucker for pirates. What? I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for fantasy. And there is a setting that Noah Jam 325 made called Gentlemen of Fortune Fantasy on the High Seas. And oh yes, everybody. This is Fantasy on the High Seas because I could play damn sea dwarf. I could play Jungle Elf. I could play a Swamp Orc. Yes. <laughs> you can play all of these things. And there it is. It's like 52 pages of awesome. Um, mm. The map is awesome. I mean, it really is. I mean, it's there's a lot of different ports he has in here. A lot of different places to go. Um, nice table of contents to start with. Uh, even, you know, he's got a 15-page adventure called New Beginnings in this thing, too, which is very nice. Um Got a character sheet, vehicle sheet for your ships. And, by the way, bringing in Makiwa's Age of Sail book for this setting would be perfect if you wanted to add more ships and such to it, which there was an update to that a couple weeks ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, there are... <laughs> okay, so I gotta go... Okay, there's a couple custom rules here, which is great. I mean, you know, custom rules for different settings. We've seen it in Savage Worlds. And I mm-hmm. like this. I like people coming up with these cuttings, uh, what do you, uh, custom setting rules. So it's something mm-hmm. called roll the bones. Ah, okay. I'm, okay. I, I'm sorry, but did he steal that from me? I might have. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. So basically, when a player or a nemesis level NPC fails a skill check, you could spend a story point to roll the bones, and as an out of turn in a dent. As an out of turn incidental to immediately succeed at the check, but at a cost. Oh. And everybody who has a force die out there, you can use your force die because if you have two white pips, it's a very minor cost. One white pip is a minor cost. Two black pips that come up, a very severe cost. Now, there weren't any examples, but you can only imagine what that can be. <laughs> So that's kind of cool. <laughs> I like that. The other thing is <laughs> song and dance number. So I am going to read this word for word, and I think I'm going to make you giggle here, Tony. Okay. And there's even a picture. Okay, here we go. It's called song and dance number. 
if every player in the session breaks into song and completes one pirate shanty together, every player earns an additional five experience points for the session. Can only be earned once per session. That is... (laughs) freaking amazing and there's a he put a picture of like this has got to be like the pirates of the caribbean um on stage thing maybe in vegas or something but it's Uh, that's great so i played this game called um kobolds ate my baby Mm -hmm. okay i don't know if you've ever played it or not but in order so so basically you're kobolds you come out of a cave and you go steal babies from a farm or whatever and bring them back to your king to eat I know, pretty disgusting. But anyways, it's a beer and pretzels kind of game. Well, if your kobold dies, you have to come up with an epic tale about him. <laughs> and then you could re-roll another one, and it mm. continues. That's kind of what that reminded me of. So, Gotcha. Anyways, that's pretty that's funny. A, that's a cool rule, dude. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I guarantee <laughs> if, if it requires the entire, entire party's participation, yes. very few people are going to enact that one. You should... You should I would give them 10 XP if you got an entire party to do it, but (laughs) exactly. I think, I think that's just, you know, and it's, and it's things like that. Um, what, um, who, uh, Noah, Noah jam that, um, it's have fun, man. If you're having fun, it's, it's what it's all about. If you're having fun, you win at role playing. Um, And then, you know, obviously, you know, setting specific skills. Um, and there are some magic skills, specific magic, like voodoo, minstrel, mm. which is like verse. Celestial is your divine. Primordial is your primal skill, um, magic skill. And he does have a, like, a quote-unquote spellbook area where came up with some pre-made spells, if you will, that gives a flavor of spells for the setting. And I suggest people, if you want to do that for your setting, to do it, to kind of give a nice feel for what the setting is kind of all about. And yes, my voodoo shaman can have a shrunken head magic implement. <laughs> I saw you so, put that in the notes. I was like, <laughs> what? That's yeah. cool. Yeah, so little things like that all make <sighs> this pretty cool. And, of course, there's a copy of the pirate code towards back of the back of the book. Mm-hmm. I think we may have finally found something that might convince an old friend of ours to play Genesis. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Who are you thinking? Uh, Is this uh, Gary? Yeah. Hey, Gary, guess what? I'm going to run 50 Fathoms for you. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> the yeah. Genesis version. But I, I, would... saw, I saw one other thing that caught my eye in your show notes here. Yeah, man. You've got a thing that you could play a Cyclops? Uh, hells to the yes, buddy. Oh, that's awesome. You could play a Cyclops. Let me see. That's page 10. Let me give you the stats for Cyclops. <laughs> Jamie, I know you're listening to this. I know you're curious. <laughs> he calls it an Okunus or Cyclops. They're about six foot eight, pink, brown, or orange fleshy tones. I think I've seen all of those tones on Jamie when we were at Count on a Cob last time. Um, <laughs> um, Brawn of three, agility of one, intellect of one. Pff, duh. You know. <laughs> Cunning of two, willpower two, presence two, wound threshold eight plus brawn, strain threshold twelve. Yeah, twelve plus willpower. Um, Starting experience ninety. Starting skills perception or vigilance, and then uh, a skill, an ability called strong back. They calculate their encumbrance threshold as ten plus brawn because they're just big and brawny. 
that's a spe- that's a species ability taken from Star Wars. Is it really? Oh, cool. Yep, taken cool. right from one of the splat what books. Is it? The, is it the Whippet, probably? No, it is the oh, it's the old guy, Master Sanube's race. I can't remember what the I don't know name of him is. is, but anyhow, yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, I. I uh, it's going to drive me nuts now that I can't remember it. You go look it up. So you can also play Poison Frogs, Half Snakes, Wise Rabbits, Cursed Half Crows, Sharp Tooth Crocs. That actually, yeah, <laughs> the pictures that he's got in here of these things is pretty cool. Very evocative, I must say. Um, and a golem. And, of course, the Cyclops. <laughs> Very nice, dude. Yeah, that... that is pretty cool. I yeah. like it a lot. I would, okay. I would totally run a campaign in this. I would play in it. <laughs> I mean, that's all there is to it. It's pretty pretty sweet. <clears throat> so, yeah. So, a couple of the, the careers. You know, the careers, we've got, like, captain, a storm caller, a helmsman, escaper, um, a shipwright, a witch doctor, a barber surgeon, a powder monkey. <laughs> I love nice. it. I found it. You did, yes. Yeah, it's Cassian. Cassian, okay. Yeah, right. and they're in Disciples of Harmony, and it is called Strong Back, and it is this. It is their brawn plus ten. Cool. <laughs> cool. And you know, one thing that he did here, and I can't remember what page it's on, but he created equipment kits, meaning, you know, for gear, well, starting the, character gear, gear starting, or what? Starting kits, yeah, like you have an alchemist kit or a barber kit. Or a survival kit. Survival kit comes with tarp, lodestone, flint and knife, flint and steel, a knife, three torches, net, rope, water skin, and a blanket. Navi- nice. Navigator's kits. So that's kind of a, instead of listing a bunch of different uh, different um, things in a gear, just get these kits. Couple couple extra things. I wonder what Barber's Grog is. Hmm, that sounds interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it, it could be what I'm drinking. I don't know. Oh, well, it's vile brew that tastes even worse than bilge water. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's not what I'm drinking. <laughs> uh, well. Yeah, this is great. Sounds good. I, I'm going to give it a look. That uh, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to add that to my list of Genesis settings. That yeah. I've, It's uh, good work. And um, Mr. Noah Jam 325 Whomever you may be and wherever you are out there, we give you 50 pieces of awesome. Oh, yeah. Well done. <laughs> on to the next section then, okay? Yaman. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> All right. Welcome back, everybody. Open up your book of Genesis. Oh, how's that one? Was that a little better? <laughs> Hallelujah! No, okay. So, <laughs> okay. So, yes. Open up your book of Genesis to page one thirty-seven if you want to follow along, or open up the PDF that you could download from the Genesis website for the setting worksheet. And um, read the fine print at the bottom. It says print it out so you don't have to open it up for the book anymore. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You have permission to photocopy this and print it, by the way. <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. So let's go through this thing, man. We have a okay. few sections to go through. 
So, well, we came, first of all, we came up with a name, name mm-hmm. for our, well, for our setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I don't know if we did that at the end of the last show or not, or if that was just something you and I kind of did via text messaging back and forth, but mm-hmm. um, we are going to call the setting that we brainstormed in our last session, uh, episode 15, go back, go back and re- uh, check that out if you have not listened we should probably put that disclaimer out uh, because if you don't listen to that show before you listen to this one, you will be lost. <laughs> you probably will be, yes. <laughs> but we had brainstorming with Brian in our yep. last episode, mm-hmm. and um, we came up with a setting. And in that setting, we got really cool things. So yeah. we came up with a name for it. First thing we put at the top of our sheet, our setting name, Primordial Machina. Yes. Spelled machine with an A. <laughs> I spelled it wrong <laughs> the other day. Twice. And I think I said primeval machina too. <laughs> Oops. You just wanted it to be like primeval fool again. Yeah, Freudian uh, slip, man. Okay. <laughs> That's all it was. So, uh, yeah. Uh, the We haven't got a world name yet. I mean, I bounced around a couple of them. I'm writing a little bit of mm-hmm. history for the world. And I think I wrote to, just calling the world Aura, O-R-A-H, but I, I can't remember. Okay. Uh, but right now, it's just setting as prime, primordial machina. That's what we'll call it for now. And, I mean, mm-hmm. when we get a little bit more into the history of the world, part one, um, yeah. <laughs> Yep, we'll uh, we'll get more into that and have more detailed names. But right now, we just need to have the fact that you know we need a name for it overall, and we've got mm-hmm. that. I like it. So, <clears throat> our base setting genre. I think we combined two. Mm-hmm. Um, our base setting and genre is fantasy. Yep. And Chris really wanted to have the Age of Gears, and so we went steampunk too. Yeah, basically, yeah, steampunk fantasy genre here. Yep. It's also kind of post-apocalyptic, too. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. With the so. with the domed cities kind of scattered throughout and, and whatnot. And yeah. <clears throat> so what over... what? So there's our setting and our genre. What overall tone have we... Were we decide... Did we decide on? Well, we decided on... Really, just like that exploration, yeah, and and yeah. there needed to be reasons to explore, mm-hmm. and this seemed that seemed like our number one theme. We also kind of our number one tone. We also had um, some some horror tone we were going to put in as a optional, yep, um, because of the you know ancient godly races or whatever they were, yep, yep. elder gods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could. I think we we kind of left it open where you could you could definitely give it that Cthulhu kind of the more you learn of these of what happened back then and the more artifacts you may find, um, the more crazy you get. <laughs> right? right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So there we go. And There's our setting. Mm-hmm. You know, our our world, our our genre, and our tone. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So we need an overview. Now this is just a you know quick three line sentence. Um, the overview. I kind of had this little thing that I typed up 
Okay. Um, Let's hear it, man. Uh, I'm trying to find it. It's in my. It's on my <laughs> mobile device here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world of Aura, a lush world inhabited by men, dwarves, and the ancient fey gods. Great glistening golden cities spread across it, interspersed with lush magic gardens, soaring in the skies like enormous earthen clouds that were the alien enclaves of a fey god kings in their sky isles. Cool. Fallen in a war that should never have happened between the fey gods and the primordial elemental powers. Now, the world of Aura is a wasteland, awash with elemental, and that's as far as I got. <laughs> awash <laughs> a with, with elemental magic. Awash with elemental magic and maybe chaos? And chaos, yes. <laughs> and that's pretty much, I just, uh, that's as far as I got. <laughs> but, you know, we, good, it's man. basically, it, it's, a, it's a world, it's post-apocalyptic, there was a war between gods. Mm-hmm. And and these elder primordial elementals, mm-hmm. and it wreaked havoc, destroyed everything. Now yeah. all that's left are small enclaves of uh, these domed cities that are mm-hmm. steampunky in nature. Yeah, yeah, they and, they built themselves from the from the rubble of these ancient um em- this ain- this ancient empire to mm-hmm. a like a Victorian age steampunky level. Of technology slash magic. Yep. World. So that's our overview. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So then the next question. What's it got here? I got to get my reading glasses on. So now, so that was our overview and then underneath here. So let's, so then the next section will be the genre slash setting tropes and themes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So our first question here is what tropes slash themes about technology, human nature, morality, or reality are you including? Hmm. Well, we wanted to have the man versus nature theme. Yep. Uh, we, you know, the, yep. the, the idea that there is this primordial, or sorry, primordial, I keep wanting to use that word. There's this powerful <laughs> elemental magic out there that is just yes. shredding the world apart and recreating it at the same time. Uh, and there are hardy survivors trying to build a life in this environment. Yep. So man versus nature. Ex- then the second theme trope we had was exploration. There's ancient treasures that were lost during the war. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is human nature, dwarven mm-hmm. nature. <laughs> Elven nature, maybe <laughs> to go gather right. and to right. go find and seek out, you know, new technology and knowledge, really, right? The gathering of knowledge. Right. Look what happens. And um, so we're, you know, and then uh, Those are that was solid. Per- yeah, that was pretty much, mm-hmm. we didn't really have much else in that, did we? Um, I'm thinking really the only other trope, but I guess this kind of goes into the. Um, what is it? Would you say man versus nature? Yeah. Um, I'm thinking we also have that um, man versus nature, nature versus technology struggle, struggle or magic versus technology. Not magic versus technology because magic really is technology, kind of. 
but we were talking about like those the, the new tech versus old tech and new tech versus it, old tech or the eco terrorists. You know that right. would be the man versus nature, or, um, magic versus technology, kind of. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. yeah. So that trope. Okay. So in that section, we would put in you know anything that we felt like we wanted to have in the game. Uh, in this mm-hmm. case, we you know we wanted to have that kind of stuff. We wanted to have. Um, like we thought about having our, our race of clockwork and mm-hmm. perhaps they're um you know, there's kind of a, a, um, almost a, an idea of the, these are sentient machines and maybe mm-hmm. there are people out there that don't accept that they're sentient, um, mm-hmm. that they're just machines and want to enslave them. That can be a part of it if we want right. it to. Right. Um, those aren't things we've specifically emphasized, but those right. are things that can be in the game. Yep, yep. You could do something like clock, clockwork rights, yay! Right? <laughs> Instead of droid That's rights, right. clockwork right, rights. Right. <laughs> so what okay. tropes and themes are we excluding? Um, I think one of the biggest ones we might be excluding would be good versus evil. Yep. Maybe right. I mean, not it's yeah. not it's not necessarily a clear light side versus dark side, good versus evil. It's more of a more of a survival. I definitely wanted our our, our ancient war to have been more more of a uh, there's more of a like a law versus chaos as opposed to a good versus, uh, evil. Good versus evil, and like. So good, yeah. We're not really touching on morality. You can play any level of morality in this game that you are comfortable with. Correct. Um, so yeah, yeah law versus chaos. I like that. You know, the chaos of the the elemental and and chaos of nature versus the laws of physics, the laws of magic, those kinds of things. Maybe right. The laws of you know technology, maybe laws of technology, society, and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Yeah. 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 All right, and then another one I wanted to exclude because I'm I'm doing it in my other setting, and mm-hmm. I don't think it fits here. Is like the superhero type, uh, superheroic okay. traits and yeah. things like that. That's another trope that we really aren't touching on. Um, your heroes are they can be the lowliest of, you mm-hmm. know, farmer, or they can be the the you know the the wrench turning tech in the back of the. Mm-hmm. Met, uh, the big giant steam mech, right? Or, or it could be, um, you know, a half elemental wizard. You know, it really. <laughs> uh, I wanted to have kind of, not really have the. Everybody has to be a hero, kind of thing. You know. Okay, so that could that could actually be maybe a uh, a trope that we might be subverting a little bit. Like, not everybody's a big damn hero. You're just a whomever trying to survive trying to make it you know if that's probably the way you want to run your game and i think this might be open enough to have whatever level right Mm -hmm. you want so would we consider this a so i'm i'm you know you know of the uh like the high fantasy low fantasy high magic low magic i'm fixing i'm picturing this being Kind of a low fantasy, almost high magic because of yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, kind of low fantasy, high magic. I mean, your your low fantasy. Really, the difference between low fantasy and high fantasy is what you fight. Nine times out of ten, you're you're either fighting in high fantasy, you're fighting monsters all the time. That's all you pretty much fight are monsters. Mm-hmm. In low fantasy, you fight other people. 
Yeah, a little more other, grim and dark. A little more grim yeah, and dark kind of. You, yeah. you, you fight against other people, and you fight against obstacles and mm-hmm. nature itself, kind of, in low fantasy. More than, mm-hmm. you know. And you also have, you know, um, in a war-torn world, you want to have kind of a that kind of feel. Yeah, and and you can and we can and the feel that I'd also like to to that this setting could evoke that evokes for me is the even though you know society has rebounded they're at a they're at a steampunk kind of level of technology there's still that struggle for power for people mm-hmm. wanting to hey here's these resources I need to get my hands on it and I'm gonna sell it for all this money or whatever yep. you know everybody wants that that power struggle. Well, you know, I, I think we wanted to make pretty much most of our kingdoms oligarchies. They want to be, you know, it's all about the ultra-rich wanting to get ultra-richer. Yeah, yeah. So it's more about e- economics than politics. There you go. Cool, cool. So, yeah, uh, especially with dwindling resources. And, and again, we also had uh, one that we are subverting. We can go into the subverting section here mm-hmm. uh, with this yeah, yeah, let's... The trope of... When uh, with it was technology, man versus technology, but it's more of the old tech versus the new tech. Mm. It's the the polluting old technology that is it's polluted their cities to the point where they're mm-hmm. these oh, you know horrible places to live. And if if they continue this, th- there won't be anything left of their cities. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to convert to the new magic or the new technology, mm-hmm. which is based off of magic and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. That was one of the ideas that we came up with. Yep. Yep. And it's a little, little bit ironic because that new magic magic is actually coming from ancient artifacts right. <laughs> and the ancient right. war. So it's kind of, we're kind of throwing that on the, throwing that on its head a little bit, which yeah, I like that. That's pretty sweet. Right. Okay. All right. So what other, uh, one other trope that we wanted to, we talked about that we wanted to subvert was the, you know, the one of our races. Mm-hmm. We we're, both of us being huge fans of dwarves, <laughs> um, yep. and these aren't mar- mountain dwelling dwarves. These aren't your mm-hmm. uh, your Scottish speaking dwarves. These are master creators of technology, and mm-hmm. they have created these huge domed cities and and uh you know they're not your warring orc fighting dwarves they're 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 smart they're very Um, neutral they they basically they're switzerland man if switzerland can go around the world fixing everybody's cities and domes that's what these dwarves do (laughs) right so yeah they're nomadic yep they're Uh, nomadic Yep, because uh, their uh, their city, the remaining city or cities, we hadn't decided on one or two. Not sure um, yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, we called their mobile enclaves, mm-hmm. uh, and we got the idea from the upcoming movie, um, uh, Mortal, Mortal Engines. Engines. Yeah, and and just that idea of a city that walks around that's so cool, mm-hmm. yeah. or rolls around uh, rolls this around. wasteland, mm-hmm. um, and these people. Or uh, these dwarves that are on it, and they just go from one place to another, yeah, uh, yeah, making things and fixing things, and basically, yeah, and that you know that's actually kind of a good segue into the next section here: factions and organizations. Right. What are your major factions and organizations in the setting, and what are their objectives? This first one is, I think, we were going to call it the Dwarven Enclave. Period. Yep. You know, and that's what they do. They go around fixing what's broke. Yep. And uh, 
you know, they're uh, they're a neutral towards the all the cities. Doesn't matter what the city the cities. This you know, if one city is ruled by one baron mm-hmm. who decides that she wants to attack the uh, lord of another city and they send their armies through the wasteland to attack each other, yeah. the dwarves are not going to be involved. They're right. neutral. And, you know, I could totally see these guys being your typical stubborn dwarves where you won't be able to bribe these guys. You're like, no, there's the cost. You can't really you can't really sway me. This is what it costs or well, whatever, well, right? There's no bribes going on. They just well, do what they do. You want to buy 400 cannons? So does the other guy. You show me the coin, you can have the cannons. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah, man. (laughs) Because the dwarves know whenever they're done blowing each other up, they're going to be fixing it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's okay. Right. That's kind of that's kind of one of those one of those jokes. What's the difference between a civil engineer and a mechanical engineer? I don't know. All right, mechanical engineer makes cannons. And guns. Mm-hmm. A civil engineer makes targets. <laughs> right? <I> mean, <laughs> sorry, everybody. No, if you're offended great. by that, it doesn't matter. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> and I'm an electrical engineer anyway, so. Oh. Okay. So what do we have? What do we, so another faction. Um, you did mention the, um, we have this uh, high society would they be considered maybe a faction, an organization? You know, the rich trying to get richer? The ultra-rich. Ultra-rich, man. Yeah. The soci- and the, that can be split off into various different individuals, different movers and shakers mm-hmm. throughout the world. Mm-hmm. But you have the high society, um, r- the ultra-rich, they mm-hmm. live in this Victorian utopia as far as they're concerned. Right. And everyone else dwells in squalor compared exactly. to these people and and you know this hearing us hearing you talk about that um i see that you know when the you know when the setting kind of comes out and people start playing it and stuff most of the cities are probably like that but people can make up that their own other cities are run this way you know what I right mean? like they oh could, not every city could not, not every city way. yeah but for the most part these this rich trying to get richer you could pretty much see in some of the made most of the major cities we're thinking you know i mean just oh yeah no i like the idea mm-hmm. of kind of a living world where not everything is fleshed out and if other people yeah. want to add to it they can mm-hmm. yep. um yep so then we so, had the other oh go ahead we, yeah, I was going to go into my next one, which was the one it. that I wanted to do, which is the eco-terrorists. Yes, that's what I was thinking, too. The eco- um, or the anti-tech terrorists. The anti-tech terrorists, which I had an idea for this. So yes, originally like this we were idea. thinking, we were thinking, oh, we'll just have our elementals be... No, the elementals are people, too. The, the, the amalgams, <laughs> as I called them. They're just people who are trying to eke out an existence in this world. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of these are... an ancient bloodlines of were creatures yeah. that they are passed down from generation to generation they lived in the lush forests of these of the old kingdoms and when the war happened everything died and they're mm-hmm. they're all about wanting to destroy technology and let the earth return let the uh, world return to its natural cycle. Yeah, that's awesome. and 
So I think werewolves, were bears, were rats, were sharks, whatever, were chickens. I don't care. Whatever. A tornado you want. of were sharks. <laughs> <laughs> I hear another uh, movie coming on. No. <laughs> Sharknado six. Were sharks. <laughs> Finn's gonna need himself a silver chainsaw. Silver chainsaw, right? Okay, anyways, let's, let's don't want to go there. Stay on track. Stay on track. Stay on track. Stay on track. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, so, yeah, uh, werewolves, werebears, rats. I mean, any were creature that you wanted to throw in there, um, we'll probably throw in a few um, in there, but they're an organized terrorist group. They Pretty actually much. go around and. Mm-hmm. If if the dwarves stood against anything, it might be these guys. Yeah. Because these guys are trying to undo everything the dwarves are building. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. And with them, they have a powerful um, elementalists who you know mm-hmm. are capable of using these elemental chaos powers that come from this all these hot zones that are out there in the world mm-hmm. to create havoc that uh, hurts the cities and, and then their causes. Yes. Yep. Yep. So, yep. That's, uh, that's one. So that's three, actually, that's three. I have. A, so the other one that we had made a note of are the founders. And we, these were going to be kind of a paladin order or a church for the greater good of mankind. And I was looking at, um, went on Pinterest and created that board for us. Just mm-hmm. find a bunch of, finding a bunch of art, just getting the creative juices flowing. And I'm seeing cathedrals and this art that's in this Victorian age. And I just, I'm like, oh, that's a founders, that's a cathedral, the founders, you know, and whatever. And just, I don't know. So that's one of the factions we were thinking of. Yep. Nope, that's, that's, yeah, the founders were um, people who, they have this church, and their church is, they're goody two-shoes, uh, mm-hmm. so, I mean, have those do, in the world, right, <laughs> and, but they're, you know, they're all about creating this perfect new utopia for mankind, for everyone, it's not just, they also want to take the money away from the ultra-rich, they want, mm-hmm. they want to create a, I almost want to say a, um, religious socialist republic kind of yeah yeah mm-hmm. so cool so that could be fun to play play with and you so here we have four factions mm-hmm. that's what we have lines for the four factions yep now we would really kind of then for our movers and shakers mm-hmm. uh section here um who are the major personalities in the setting and what are their objectives now we have not come up with this yet. Not so much, though. I was thinking of. So we do have a. We do have. We did. We did have a note here. These merchant houses. Uh huh. And I'm wondering if that they would even be another faction organization, or they could be put in this movers and shakers area. What are you sure. thinking, Tony? No, that's fine. Because I have a note here: the Allah, the Harkins, and Atreides houses from oh, what is yeah. from Dune. Remember? Yeah, that's right. We had kind of one that was into old tech and one that was into new tech. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were 
basically um, trying to. Oh, I can't remember what we brainstormed, but I have no idea. yeah, I, um, I don't. I forgot to re-listen to the last week's episode. Uh, but uh, no, they. I believe that they were. Um, one was old tech. One was new tech. Uh, one was pushing the. You know, these guys that have been rich off of, they're like the oil barons. They've been rich mm-hmm. off of the pollution. They've got, they've, they're climbing the backs of the citizenry beneath them. And yeah. then on the other side, you've got these new tech guys that are, oh, wait, we found this way to harness these relics from the ancient, ancient past. All we got to do mm-hmm. is go out and find these relics. And these things are in a, a, a renewable source of energy. You know, it's the right. whole new energy. And these guys are sophisticated and uh, mm-hmm. are, you know, again, I get, I, I think Harkonnen versus yeah. uh, Atreides. Your Harkonnen are dirty, filthy, warlike. Your Atreides are, they're pretty. All of them are, they're <laughs> clean. They're, they, while they go to war, they do so honorably and so on and so forth. Right. And um, I could see, I could see that group. Being the um, the driving force for like a, a new party of adventurers, a new set of explorers, right? Right. So, yeah. would we call these two guilds then? Um, guilds. I like guilds. That's okay, so that's a good name. Houses. You know what? I don't necessarily like houses because when you're if we're if we need if we want to talk about like the rich getting richer, we can mm-hmm. maybe have those like those are, are maybe the house of whomever. But mm-hmm. these merchant guilds are good because that that implies they're spread out, right? Like you may have a merchant guild um, of the the new tech guild or whatever we want to call it, right? Are kind of spread out, and you can find them in really any city because there's always the search and the exploration for these ancient artifacts. And that's what this one guild does. You know, sponsors okay. sponsors the adventurers and such. All right, so we've got one guild, new tech. One guild, old tech. Yep. And then in our... You know, we'll come up with names for them. I'll brainstorm right. something yeah, for yeah. these guys. Um, mm-hmm. I do my best brainstorming while I'm sitting on a forklift at work, not doing anything. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> waiting to move shit. <laughs> yeah, or waiting for an empty tank to dump things in. I make right. baby formula. Okay, so, there you go. <laughs> nice. Um, but anyhow, um, yeah, one guild new tech, one guild old tech, and they're you know. I put just uh, new tech. I put next to him Atreides, and then, then the other one I put Harkonnen. So I knew yeah. what they meant to me. So would, um, so I'm sure there would be you would have other merchant guilds. You know that hey here's they found you know more minor guilds that may handle your typical um, merchanty things, right? But mm-hmm. these could be the main, the major movers and sa- movers and shakers for the mm-hmm. for the setting, yeah. Yeah. What else are we thinking? So, this is like a major personality in a setting. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that's really what your movers and shakers are. So, at the head of these two mm-hmm. movements, these two guilds, we'll come up with a guild master for each. Yep. yep. And then I think maybe, you know, okay, so we have so and so and the blank guild right. that is this organization that pushes. Mm-hmm. So okay. Um, so do. 
do we, we want to have? Do we do we need? Do we want to have one for the leader of the anti-tech terrorists? People. Yeah, I was thinking. I just had this idea of like a almost like a reborn primordial, really? like an elemental of okay. ex- extraordinary power that is, you know, basically it's the werewolves or were rats and all them mm-hmm. are like this is the god they worship, or so to speak. That okay. it, it's living being that runs there that that tells them maybe it's grounded to a specific spot okay um okay and so that would be their home where they are where the their base of power is and it's this maybe it's a tree maybe it's a ent oh the last surviving ent um something like that or maybe it's just this ancient powerful elemental that has decided that these are its disciples <laughs> and they worship it and they want to do its bidding and return the world to its natural state. I don't know. Cool. I'm, I'm spitballing here, buddy. Yeah, man. What do you think? What do you think? The tree idea or you like the, <clears throat> when you said the tree, then I thought of a burning bush. <laughs> 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 you say burning bush and I'm like my pubes are on fire <laughs> so I don't know if that's the same <laughs> no no <laughs> I hear these ten <laughs> commandments no um, right. <laughs> that kind of burning bush hmm. um, I don't know you know I like you know I like the idea of it being some place let's think you know what let, let me pull on this thread a little bit what I'm thinking Mm-hmm. I'm thinking when you when you say that I think of a druid grove, right? A sacred druid like grove, and I see these and I see these um, these were creatures being almost kind of like it, almost kind of like a Stonehenge type of area where mm-hmm. this primordial reborn maybe is, and these. Druids, not dru- we don't have to call them druids, but you know what I mean. You you know, like in mm-hmm. the old D and D, where you only have certain number of them in the circle. Like you have the leader of your were, your 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 werewolves, the leader of your were tigers, your whatever, right? Mm-hmm. They gather in this grove at this place where the primordial power is. Maybe it's fire. Maybe it's all four elements. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. I'm just I like it. I'm just kind of kind of throwing spitballing on top of your spitball there. Oh, a little bit. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's okay. this all-powerful elemental being that's tied to a spot. Okay. And yeah, I like it. I like it. It's 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 an old grove, ancient grove, mm-hmm. and this thing gets more powerful the more nature returns to cool. the world. The more uh, you know, things are cities are destroyed and taken over by the wilderness. The more and more of that that happens, the more powerful this thing gets, and that's okay. why they and they want to free it. And, and maybe maybe it's okay. Yeah, maybe it is a being. Maybe it's maybe it's just a power that they draw yeah. from, like right. a font, like a font of power that grows that they want to feed. A sentient font, something like that. I don't know, something along those lines. 
<clears throat> I like that idea. Let's call and this. A and, and maybe it's maybe it's all elements in this sentient font. font of power. You know, maybe it's oh, here we go. Maybe it's almost a gateway to the elemental chaos, where it's not just one element; it's all, including maybe the void. Mm, I don't know. Or the no, the blood. What were we talking about? Blood source. Hey, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Something, whatever. I like I like the idea of a sentient font of power in okay. a in, in a sacred grove mm-hmm. that it's in a, it's enigmatic whether it's the power itself or whether there's a being on the other side doesn't matter or right. whether right that's an enigmatic thing. What mm-hmm. matters is this thing is guiding these tribes of mm-hmm. these um, packs of were creatures yeah. to to destroy technology and return the world to its mm-hmm. natural state. Yeah, yeah. And this could be a place, you know, we talk about that ancient war where the primordials died, the ancient um, uh, elven gods died. Maybe this is a place one of them fell. And yeah. a crater or wherever, right? I mean, call it what you will. It's sacred to them. Mm-hmm. Like a sacred grove. <clears throat> there we go. Yeah. There's some okay. spitballing for you out there, everybody. That's okay, that so we'll come we'll come up with a name for that <laughs> cool creature. And that's most definitely a mover slash shaker. Oh yeah, because he's I mean he's got all these eco terrorist wear creatures <laughs> and whatnot that work for him. Um so you mentioned the founders. Yes. What if the founders weren't just led by one person, but were led by a triumvirate? Ah, three? Three. Are we going to say these, would this triumvirate be three leaders of three churches in three different cities? Or are we talking about one major megacity? One major megacity led by this triad of rulers that come from three different walks of life. One is a technologist. Okay. One is a mage. Okay. And the other is a warrior that stands between the two. Cool. Kind of like this and this church is there's there's three arms of the church. There's the <laughs> there's the ones that use magic, there's the ones that use technology that are builders and creators who are trying to create this society. Mm-hmm. And then on top of all that, you have this warrior division of like Templar type knights. And they're all led by this one leader uh, who's part of the triad. Cool. So if you, so if we look at a triangle and mm-hmm. the point being up, the point, the top point would be this warrior and the mm-hmm. two bottom points to the left and the right would be the mage and the technologist. One on each point, right? I just had a name pop into my head. Go for it. The Triad of Synchrony. Okay, cool. Very cool. And, you know, synchrony being this kind of the synchronicity that they're trying to mm-hmm. reach this where yeah, magic, technology, and humanity all blended together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like, In- the, I like the three because multiples of three... You see that in a lot of different societies and mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. 
the nine yeah, that's, pillars. Well, that's, that's a trope that you yeah, want. Some Definitely. tropes you want you want to 100%. repeat tropes, but you want to turn them on their head a little bit. Yep. Um, and I like this. I like this. So you get a martial arm. You've got kind of this builder arm. And then you've got like this knowledge arm to there the church. There you go. I like those. Yeah. Keep making note of those three you just meant. You just yeah. said. I like that. Martial, builder, and what was the knowledge? Name? Knowledge. Knowledge. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Hmm, I like that. I like that a lot. All right. So that's our that's the the group that leads the founders, mm-hmm. the triad of synchrony. Cool. All right. And do we want think- to do we the only other thing that I was thinking of a leader. Now granted we can have our major leaders in different cities, you know, whoever they may be, but I'm thinking I'm thinking I'm looking at the dwarven enclave. Do they have a single leader, or is it just basically a clan-led, everybody's equal, this is what we do kind of thing? Or do I don't we, know. Or is that going to be more of a minor personality? They're just kind of there. Well, right? it, they're an artistic society. Okay. They're an artist. They're all artisans, right? Mm-hmm. They, they, they're creators. They. What if they were led by? these elders that are but they're the retired builders a council of what uh, I want to call them guild masters but that's not what I mean a council of uh, master craftsmen here's a, um, here's a thing here's a thing one thing you say in that I like the elders idea and I like and you know what it made me think of it made me think of one of the later what Star Trek movies where Spock went to grab all the elders out because if not, all the knowledge of their society would be gone. It's like, well, why the fuck didn't you write it all down? Mm. Maybe, maybe the dwarves don't write all this stuff down. It is passed along. So if it is ever written down, somebody can get a hold of it. And they don't yeah. write it down. They just, this, 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 um, this uh, elder council, whatever we call it, right? has the knowledge and they pass it all down. What do you think? I love it. I want to call them the Greybeards. Do it. I'm good with that. <laughs> call them the I know Greybeards. it's stealing from Skyrim, but God, I love calling I, I just Dude, the no, Greybeards. When you say, say Greybeards, I think old Grognard's gamers, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Skyrim. You stealing be. Skyrim? Okay. Yeah, cuz there's a council of, you know, Greybeards. These Oh really? Okay. Yeah. I played Skyrim like a little bit. I, I don't. Okay. Cool, dude. Cool. I yeah, like it. But I still think I like the idea of the the graybeard. We'll call them the graybeard thanes. Cool. I like it. There. Yeah. And and I'm thinking they may have, and however many there may be, you know, um, each one has a knowledge specific for a certain piece of these domes or whatever they do right one may be a stonemason one might be a metal worker the other one might be i don't know whatever else we come up with but not one of them would be you need the whole council you need all of the knowledge not just one person has it all it's the whole council that has it right right i like the idea of it being an odd number just because that's that's how you break ties Mm -hmm. so you know five seven nine thirteen those are all great numbers yep. um 
Yep. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. The gray beard thanes that the run the dwarven enclave. <laughs> yep. And mm-hmm. uh, they're what I've got is they're ancient craftsmen mm-hmm. who carry the knowledge of the dwarven people. That's what I've got. And they also pick and choose what projects get done and where the dwarven city goes and mm-hmm. things like that. And, and they're in the dwarven city. They all they travel with it. It's oh, all yeah. there, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're deep in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a mountain that moves around almost. Yeah. But yeah. not because they're not those kind of dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Or maybe it is. Maybe they're like, yeah, we move mountains. Because, <laughs> look, it's right back here. No. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Ooh, um, yeah. So we've got we've got the we've got our couple of movers and shakers. We've got, we got basically seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, dude. All right. So now we go down to the major species types. Okay. We were talking. We yeah. We did have. We did make mentions of the races and. Archetypes. Right. We have the first one that we mentioned was the Amalgams. Yep. Yep. They are the they are the playable um, elementals. Yep. They're basically your Ganassi. They're um, yeah, they're they're, an, they're, they're they're tied to one element. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have earth, air, fire, and water Amalgams. Yep. Um, but they're you know a little more um, a little more elemental than humanoid. Uh, a little more, you know, in my, they're humanoid elementals as opposed to humans with elemental bloodlines. Like, uh, yes. that was kind of what I was, uh, you know, envisioning them. It's your bonfire that looks like a human. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, right. Yeah. right. Yeah. So, um, and that was our description of them. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're sentient, uh, humanoid elementals. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. What's the next one? The next one we have are the dwarves. You can play a dwarf because Tony and I love dwarves, and damn it, you could play dwarves in this setting. <laughs> 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 and like we said, these are the they're the nomadic dwarves that go around in the city, going from city to city. Yep. Okay. And then next? next we had the clockwork. Mm-hmm. Clockwork humanoids. Uh, now I had an idea I brought to you uh, before the show, uh, an audible since our last um, our last uh, episode. We talked about the clockwork recreations of the dwarves, but I had a, a cooler idea that the clockwork were actually creations of a race long dead, um, a race that was supposed to be gnomes, mm-hmm. and these clockwork have been around for centuries um they're sentient uh clockwork machines that have their own agenda and they are kind of looked down upon by everyone else because they don't really have a place in society they don't have a home of their own Mm -hmm. um they're kind of always stuck doing menial tasks manual labor because they're tireless yep um i had a thought that just popped in my head i want to get it written down real quick Okay. One of the elders on the Dwarven Council is a gnome. But, but, he looks like he's a dwarf, basically. (laughs) 
okay. you know what I mean? Not a, not a dwarf, but you know what I mean. He kind of he is a dwarf, and th- that 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 um, that guy has the knowledge that gets passed down for these clockworks. Maybe, maybe okay. I don't know. Because right, we said I there may or might not be that's that's maybe I wrote it down in parentheses with multiple question marks. So yes, that could be a yes. That could be a Tony going. No, we're gonna scratch it out. No fucking. No, it's but it could be. Yeah, <laughs> it's a thought that popped into my head. I wanted to capture it. Sorry. Okay, keep talking about the clock. Nope, nope, nope. Lightning the in a bottle is what we're trying to reach here, but <laughs> sometimes you just get a spark on a fart in the dark. Okay. <laughs> 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 I've never heard that before. That's pretty. Cool. I, I just, I just made it. Well, there you go. Um, yeah. So, mm-hmm. clockwork. Um, we're gonna. They're basically um, these steampunk machines mm-hmm. brought to life. Okay. And my my and my idea is that we would just basically copy the droids from Star Wars, uh, yep. only make them steampunk. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So think droid with gears. <laughs> is what yes, I put down exactly. for the description. <laughs> and the other one, I th- then are there are other? Um, oh, were you done with your thought on on gnomes? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to really interrupt you. Well, I did mean it because I did, but you know what I mean. I don't know. Yeah, well, just that the the gnomish race is gone. That yeah. they're uh, that the the so the mm-hmm. makers of yep. the clockwork. Yep. Uh, that's why there are no new clockwork being made, except for by other clockwork. So we could say who, thank the maker. <laughs> yes, thank the makers. <laughs> thank the makers. Um, they're they're gone, but maybe there's still or some out there. <laughs> or are they? Which brings me to your thing. Yeah, they're just. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're a hidden society. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> and then and the, the other one. The, yeah, Brian had the last one, which were humans. You know, which uh, is humans. Humans with the different archetypes. Yeah, and we we don't need many, you know, just three or four. I, th- I think I think taking the, taking the taking the standard ones out of the core rulebook would just be fine because you're going to have your laborers, you're going to mm-hmm. have your you're going to have your socialites, yeah, you're going to have your intellectuals. Yeah, what more is there? Really, I mean, is that the th- that's the three, isn't it? There's three, and then there's the standard human. Four. Yeah, yeah. So the four. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Four core. That's Got four. it. Yeah. There we go. So grand total races. Playable races. We've got four elementals, four core humans, clockwork, and dwarves. We have ten. Yeah, perfect. That's nice. I like Good it. Good number. Yes, indeed. All right. So we have now down the right hand side of this setting sheet, we have two columns. Um, I'd like to start at the bottom one first because that seems more mm-hmm. appropriate to our setting. Mm-hmm. Um, we can do that one pretty quick. Yep. So technology level. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Age of Steam. Yeah, Age of Steam. And Fantasy. And Powerful Relics. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That I mean you could I mean you could <laughs> put fantasy slash maybe elemental magic, right? That was kind of our well, is that technology? Ma- magic. We were kind of saying magic is technology a little bit. Maybe. Maybe or, or I thought we were like taking oh, no, no. powerful relics to make technology. With yes, those. yes, that's right. Oh, we. I had a note here: elemental rune shards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's those. Um, yeah, those were our. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, so Age of Steam, Steampunk, yeah, the, the, the Age of Steam, Steampunk, that kind of stuff. Okay. So we're going to have, you know, cannons. There's going to be black powder pistols. There's going to be uh, Gatlin guns. Yep. There's going to be um, weird science alchemy machines that create magical, that mimic magical effects, like shooting mm-hmm. a lightning gun I can and see things a, like that. I could see there being airships. Steam powered and you know like coal steam powered and maybe element air elemental bound. Yep. You I'm thinking I'm thinking the Eberron setting a little bit too could play. Yeah, you, you know could some elements some of that. that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm drawing from that as a little bit as a resource. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I yeah. You could totally have uh, elemental bound where you're not just binding elementals themselves to these ships, but you're you know they were created okay. in these elemental hot zones and mm-hmm. and they're. They're bound with that power, so mm-hmm. you've got like a elemental submersible uh, yeah. ships, and like 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 we said, maybe maybe the maybe the power that powers it is one of these elemental rune shards. It's just right. pulling pulling the pulling the air elemental power or the water elemental power for say a submersible. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, and then you've got like the you know these huge overland mechs. Mm-hmm. Steam mechs. Yeah. Almost like steam jacks from, um, oh, what's that damn setting? Yep, yep, yep. I know it. I know it. Darn it. Uh, in Iron Kingdoms. Iron Kingdoms. That's right. Yeah, dude. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking steam jacks. Steam, yeah, some, yes, mechanized. The you jacks. could even have steam mechs. Yeah, the jacks. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And, of course, like we had mentioned, the big mortal engine dwarven city that goes around. That's like the epitome of this <laughs> this mech moving around right right mm-hmm. cool okay well then last but not least we kind of have to have s- setting specific skills yippers let's go to let me go find the our, the skill list the genesis skill list mm-hmm. is on page the complete skill list is on page of the core book 53 53 of your book of Genesis. Yes. <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> so All let's right. see. So let's go down the let's go down the list then. Um Alchemy. Well, there it is. Steampunk. Yes. Yeah, Alchemy was going to be intellect based and that was going to be our mad science. Um it's going to be almost kind of as powerful as magic. Mhm. Now, are we uh, going to call it alchemy, or are we going to call it mad science? I think leaving... I don't know. What do you think? Or do we have both? Do you want to have alchemy and mad science? I think they both fall under the same category. I think mad science is just more of an advanced version of alchemy. True. I'll, I'll call it mad science. We could call it mad science. Let's do that. That'd be, that'd be fun. Let's flip it. Yeah, dude. All right, right, let's so call it mad science. Yep, there's that. Now we weren't going to have arcana, but but we, we divided in, it. We divided it into elemental magic. So we have air. We divided it into five magic. Five of them. Remember? Yep, yep. We have air. We, we have now. Right. Um. We also tied them all to different individual stats, and here's a good yes. place to make sure we have that. So our mad science was intellect based. Yes. All right. So mm-hmm. air. We had a cunning. Magic. I have it as cunning. Okay. I have fire as presence. 
Okay. Hang have, on, I'm writing all this down, buddy, by like old school. So. Oh, pencil and paper. I like it, Tony. Ah. All right, fire was agility. Fire was presence. Presence, that's right. Earth. That's right. Water was agility. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So you yeah, water was agility. Okay. And we had earth is brawn. Okay, earth is brawn. And then we had the blood magic or blood sorcery as willpower. Yeah, and then blood. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that is willpower-based. Got him. All right. Mm-hmm. There we go. Okay, so that's where all of our awesome magic powers and stuff come from, is all those skills. Mm-hmm. With mad science being something unique, um, you basically are... you. Whereas... Um, the way I had an idea was that you could, you know, if you're doing air magic, now this is just, this is for future reference, but if you're doing air magic, there's going to be, we're going to set it up so that when we do our magic talk about, or talk about the magic for here, we're going to talk about the individual, we're, we're going to have one type of spell that they're better at, one that they cannot do, right. each one of them, and then we are going to have uh of course, an element that they the element that they are can be added to the uh, oh. spell, whether it's a barrier, whether it's a attack, attack spell, yep. whether it's a um, augment. It adds that trapping, so to speak, to steal a word from another setting mm-hmm. um, <laughs> of the element for free. Yeah, and. Mm-hmm. And we'll go into that a little more details next when we talk about the magic part. Yep, and then we kind of talked about how blood magic was going to work and also in that system and work slightly different. Mm-hmm. And then our mad science was going to give us the ability to combine effects, yes. which is something you won't be able to do with your individual elemental magics. Exactly. So we could combine what we were talking. We were, we can combine fire, a fire and an earth shard and get some sort of lava effect. Correct. Or, or a fire and a water elemental and get some sort of like steam effect or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And of course, mad science is, is not one you can generally do on the fly. That's one you're going to have to plot out ahead of time. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Now, so. now, talking about magic we and magic skills, we have to talk about the flip side, which is the knowledge skills, or just one knowledge skill that powers these, right, in a way, right, that are kind of linked to these. Do we want to go into those now? Yeah, no, we can go right into the them? knowledges, because these are a part of the skill list, and they do mm-hmm. tie together. Great segue, buddy. <laughs> I think it's it. Now, granted, that's way down the list here, but we might as well talk about the knowledges here. Now, when, I mean, do we want to have separate knowledges? Oh, I want to have several knowledges. I like the idea of having a knowledge science. Okay. I like the idea of having a knowledge Nature? Nature. Or maybe we would, don't call it nature. Maybe we call it um, elementals. Or yeah, maybe knowledge just, elemental. Knowledge elemental. Would we have a knowledge nature? 
or not? Why not? Or or would or would knowledge nature or would knowledge elemental be our knowledge nature skill? Yeah, I think that would work. Knowledge elemental, knowledge science, uh, knowledge hidden. I mean, there's so mm. much hidden knowledge in this. Yeah. Um, and that could be various different types. This, you know, the the technology of the dwarves, the the ancient secrets of the gnomes, the the pre the fae the fae lords that ruled everything and their magic and how it worked and cool that all of your knowledge hidden could fall under that category. Knowledge hidden. Now I I've seen and I and in Tiernoth they call it lore. Do we mm-hmm. call it that or do we call it ancient knowledge? Or ancient history or knowledge or just history. history. That could do too. History, history. You know, I like hidden. You know, hidden knowledge. I like. Okay, that. so we've got knowledge hidden. Mm-hmm. Knowledge elemental. Mm-hmm. Knowledge science. Okay. Now, would um, I'm guessing our air, fire, earth, water magic skills would be linked to elemental right our mad science magic quote-unquote skill is it a magic what is it it would it's 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 a blending of magic and technology is what it is is. and that would be our science that would be knowledge science right yep and then would our blood magic our blood sorcery be linked to the hidden yeah okay and then we need just basically one straight up um, knowledge for everyone else, and that's the knowledge history or okay. lore. That's cool. What do you prefer, lore or history? Um, I kind of like history. Okay. I think I like history better. All right. So that covers four knowledges. Four knowledges. Three of them are linked to magic. The history is linked to other things. Mm-hmm. Now, now, would we... So, because we have these movers and shakers of this high society, mm-hmm. it, would there be a knowledge that we would want for that? Like knowledge, thinking... not, like, like knowledge society. Which knowledge society could handle your upper society, your lower society? I don't know. What do you think? I, I don't well, know. Streetwise covers yours, uh, depending on your uh, uh, upbringing. Streetwise yeah, kind of covers both of that. But I like where you're going. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe it's not so much knowledge of of. It, okay, so I'm thinking back to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You had a knowledge nobil or you had a knowledge underworld, but you also had your Streetwise. Well, yes. What What if we did have this? knowledge society and it just basically has two sides of the coin like you said mm-hmm. uh it basically where you're from that's the that's more of what you're this is more based on your background knowledge society is based on and i i don't think i want to call it society because it's based on your background do we want to almost the- want to call it like <sighs> well oh, do, we, do we want to have social classes you know, you have your low class, mid class, high upper class. I don't know. That maybe that's a little more. That's a little too real life. No, I mean that's something we could think about later. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even adding as a separate, like um, yeah, 
mon- monetary system or something um, mm-hmm. for starting character. You know, oh, you just you get to roll your history, wh- your where you cast. come from. Maybe a cast. Yeah, your cast. You roll your cast. And that's just, you know, do you come from a martial family? Do you come from a, a merchant family? Do you come from a poor family? It can be something yeah, that people yeah, yeah. randomly roll or choose. Um, obviously, everybody's going to choose to come from a rich family if you let them choose. And your um, knowledge and, – and you're thinking – and so what I'm, th- what I'm hearing is that this knowledge cast – skill or whatever it is you just know about that cast you know low you just know information about the low society or martial society that kind of stuff that you can yeah play. it's cool. it, you're gonna know your background mm-hmm. um and i'm there's a word i'm searching for it's not cast it's not society it's <sighs> <laughs> we'll figure we'll we could we'll figure it out for now, I'm just putting it as knowledge social. Gotcha. But I have hereditary. 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 No. Heredity. Rank. Yeah, we can't say it. <laughs> so we probably shouldn't. Choose. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Cultural level. I'm doing like a cinema. Culture. Culture. That's the one. <sighs> hey, Jeez. I could. I could even spell culture. <laughs> that it is. There it is. N- knowledge culture. That's it. Dude, you're I right. I can't believe it took me so freaking long to freaking think about it. That's I knew okay. I had a word. Knowledge culture. Well, I did. I did a. I did a synonym. Synonym search on cast. <laughs> Just start rattling off shit. Now, Y'all need to get you some culture. That's right. <laughs> so let's see. So read those off again. We have the. We have the three. We have five. We have, we have five. Hit- Knowledge elemental, knowledge cool. science, knowledge history, and knowledge culture. That's a lot. That's, That's five. great. Five is good. I like that. I like, yeah, five is good. Max five, and I like it because we have a this, this book is kind of, this book. This, it's going to be a book eventually. Um, yeah. This setting is kind of a kitchen sink. So having you know, we always say three to five knowledges. Well, we're at our max number. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> All right. So we hit the. So we now hit, we go through the list and hit the hit the list for mm-hmm. uh, ones that we want. Yep. That don't show in every setting, which right. I mean, so it's pretty is, simple. Yeah, yeah, it is. So there's a um. So yeah, so the ones, so the all settings one, you know, mm-hmm. well, I'll just list those real quick. Um, we have athletics, brawl, charm, cool, coordination, deception, discipline. Not well, sorry, knowledge. We've already broken up. Mm-hmm. Leadership, mechanics, most definitely, and we'll call it mechanics too, right? Mm-hmm. Medicine, mm-hmm. negotiation, operating. Those now operating. If correct me if I'm wrong, that's more operating like ships or these airships, right? So that's definitely appropriate for here. Oh yeah. Um, perception. Mm-hmm. What's the on um, uh, resilience, skullduggery? Mm-hmm. Stealth, streetwise, survival, vigilance. Right. Cool. All those settings are, for all those. All settings. Right. Okay. So now let's go back to the top of the list. All right. What ones? Okay. So, so, so ast- astro astrocartography is for space opera. Do we want to, now? I don't see navigation in here. Would do we but, want something like that or not? Um, well, you know, I like the idea of because we have all these elemental hazard zones. Mm-hmm. So I did like the idea of having a navigation skill. 
um, that yep. kind of, I mean, we can navigate. having, yeah, it's almost like knowledge geography, but really it's more about being able to navigate these elemental hot zones and avoid them or like it. use them to your advantage. Even. Okay. Let's make a um, note of that one. Then yeah, navigation will definitely be one. So, okay. So we'll put navigation in there. Yep. All right. Let's throw that one. And it's going to be intellect based. Yes. Always should put that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So what's our what's our next skill? Well, I'm going down and I'm seeing the next one that um, computers. Computers doesn't really not fit. So much. Nope. Define. Um, no. That we don't, we don't have, have one. Nope. Nope. Driving. Um, definitely. Driving. Driving. We're going to put in there. Yes. Mm-hmm. So and it even sure. says steampunk. So perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then next is gunnery. Yep. Perfect. Oh, That's perfect. Oh, yeah. We want vehicle-mounted weapons. I can't Dude, wait to use... You cannons. A, yes, oh, cannons. <laughs> so gunnery is going to be in this for sure. Yep. yep. All right. Then the next one, we have melee, melee heavy, melee light. I'm thinking we go with melee because it says steampunk is for melee, right? It's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and I believe... so. Let's refresh. The, 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 the reason for that is melee weapons would be less pronounced in a steampunk, a little more higher technology setting, right? And that's kind of right. why we just go with melee. Right. And then your, your range is going to be divided into two when we come to it. Exactly. Okay. And then, All right. So we're down. Um, so piloting, piloting, I don't see. I don't see it. I see operation, mm-hmm. be operate, sorry, operating being used for these airships. That's really the, the only thing you're going to be able to pilot. Or even the submarine type ships yes, exactly. too. Submarine. Same thing. And then maybe even and then maybe even like if we have steampunk trains, that would be mm-hmm. that would be probably operating as well. I'm thinking. Sure. Um, so yeah. we're not going to do piloting then. Okay. No, no I'm thinking it's more operating. Right. Unless, unless, unless. Hang on a minute. Let's take a let's take a step back here. I did find a picture <laughs> of a steampunk glider, <laughs> like a steam powered glider that you would probably use, be piloting. But you could you do could operate. just use driving or piloting for that if it's a you single man. Or sorry, yeah, you? driving or operating. Yeah, um, operating just sounds like a much more op- operative skill for like, piloting is for jets and freaking spaceships okay well here you go let's go back let's okay so maybe i i do have the answer to this one how about a mech how about one of these steam mechs or steam jacks if you can it would that be driving or would we want a special skill for that or would that be operating what do you think (laughs) i mean we don't we don't necessarily want to split out or do we want to make a special a special skill for that you know, not just everyone can, not just anyone can jump into a mech. A trained guy can pilot a mech. I like the idea. But is it, ah. would it be would it be a little more? Would it be a skill that's a little more generic, M- like piloting quote st- um, steam? Oh, what do we call? What do you call that? Uh, but, 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 uh, I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Pilot, Chris. Yeah. Think about what our our uh, our setting name is. Yeah, Mechina. Piloted, piloting Mechina. Pilot Machina. Pilot Machina, right. Yeah. 
that includes a steampunk flying individual, basically something that only one pilot could be in, whether it be yep. a Mac, whether it be a steampunk powered motorcycle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we do want, so we do want piloting parentheses machina. Yep. Pilot machina. Machina. Right. Okay. There we go. There it is. And that's, right. the, that's the catch all. Yep. If it's not a big airship, if it's not a, well, do we need driving then? Or would we be driving these, um, or do, or would we just use driving for it? Or do we just say piloting "quote unquote" mechana and we drop driving? What do you want? I don't know. Do you want to have cars? Yeah, I want to have a freaking steam-powered motorcycle. My freaking, my freaking gnome tinkerer in Wowd has one. <laughs> well, I, I, th- I think I like I mean, the I idea know. of a, it, it of could. a. I like the idea of having a specific skill for piloting a mech. And yeah. we will call we'll call mechs Machina. We'll just call him Machina. Yeah. Cool. And and we'll leave driving for things like other stuff. An, a steam powered glider or a steam powered motorcycle or a steam powered um So piloting uh, so piloting yeah, okay. So piloting Machina will be the skill just you for would mechs. use for the mechs if you want to go that route <laughs> and make right. mechs a very big part of your campaign they will be right. available all right sweet i like it all right and then last but not least writing mm-hmm. oh wait a sec well we kind of well we kind of skipped a couple here we skipped primal oh. which we don't have right and then of oh and then of course with our ranged heavy and light we'll go with range heavy and light we already mentioned yeah yeah, I wrote those down. I just mentioned them earlier. Yeah. I figured I wasn't gonna mention them again. Mm-hmm. So now I'm down to writing. Yeah, writing. Um, I'm saying, well, it says steampunk settings. Yeah. I'm saying yes because of I, horses, man. Oh, not just horses. What if I go into a, a water elemental manifest zone and I decide I want to freaking pilot a shark or ride, ride a, shark. a shark? Perfect. I'm good with that. Because <laughs> I'm in be one able- of those in one of those um, tornadoes. Yeah, I want to <laughs> be able to ride a shark into a tornado and sh- have a, my Gatlin gun mounted on its. Oh, just yeah, I'm just kidding. Now. Hey, that sounds like a pretty cool um, adventure there. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think we've got our skills, bud. I'm pretty sure we do, and yeah, I like it. And now. We now have a fully fleshed out, pretty with pencil scribbles all over it, setting sheet. Yes, we do. <laughs> Can't wait to see it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. And I'm pretty. I'm. I am pretty sure one of those. One of our. One of the peeps on the um, on the Genesis forums has a uh, downloadable, fillable one of these sheets. <laughs> yeah. If not, I, get on it, somebody. <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> um, cool. Man. Okay. So, well, that took a while. <laughs> Hope yeah. you guys enjoyed that. <laughs> that's yeah. Fun. That was that's fun. fun, man. That was very fun. All right. So we have another section to our main section here, and this is where we normally would take mm-hmm. and do setting the tone. Yep. Want to do that? Let's do it.
Okay, so this is setting the tone, folks. And Chris and I don't have much for setting the tone. Normally we talk about what work we're doing with our settings, but uh, I did a Middle-Earth conversion, converting over the stuff that Cubicle 7 did for adventures in Middle-Earth. And I've got it pretty much done. I'm just working on adversaries slowly, um, Mm -hmm. creating the adversaries that Chris and I need, well, the ones I need, particularly for my half of our adventure that we're running in November. Yep. Chris is going to handle um, a couple of his own there, yep. and then 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 there's uh, there might be one that we may share. So I'm I'm writing up stats for several. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. I, I don't know which one Chris plans on using. He just gave me a list, so <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, but I'm yeah I'm going to do all the uh, adversary stats for for uh, those and that is it that's all i'm working on yeah besides uh constantly brainstorming about this cool new setting that I we <laughs> i just sit at work and i'm like <gasps> and i start writing things down <laughs> <laughs> i know our setting the tone will probably just go morph into this <laughs> primordial machina 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 okay and then what i am doing um, not primordial, primordial Thule, not primordial, primeval Thule. You got me. <laughs> I converted you. All right, crap, I got a drink, right? All right, anyways, um, no, I'm, um, actually, I've been putting together, creating, um, a module, some, uh, GM and player library for, um, Fantasy Grounds with the Tyrannoth setting mm-hmm. for... Genesis and learning how to code in um, Fantasy Grounds and doing mods and um, extensions and stuff like that because it's what I do. Uh, so and yeah. I got those ready. And if anybody wants that, I haven't put it up on the Fantasy Grounds forums or anything like that because I got a, you know, I copied a bunch of the Terranoth stuff in there, shared it with a few of us that I know run games and whatnot. But if you guys want it, send us an email and I'll ship it off to you guys if you want to use it. If you're running stuff in Fantasy Grounds, I'll be happy to share That's it. right. Yep. Uh, it really works well. Um, and uh, and I get to pick on Chris for his spelling errors every once in a while. Um, yeah. Because we, we found one the very first night we oh, played with it. You found it. his magic... <laughs> <laughs> his magic tomes he spelled tomes magic tombs so yeah <laughs> my so. buddy Dave's like so I get to carry around a sarcophagus cool <laughs> you bastard <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's stuff like that yeah <laughs> I quickly made the change <laughs> yeah, it's all good yeah, and, yeah and if you guys Dave or you guys out there find any more errors let me, let me know <laughs> so alright okay. cool all right. Um, well, we want to get over to our la- uh, our next show segment, which is mm-hmm. our favorite and yours. So let's do that. Welcome to Advantageous Threats, our favorite show segment and yours, where we like to roll some dice. <laughs> yes, we do. That have my dice uh, out. I'm all ready to go. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you want to go first, Chris? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'll go first this time. And have you read mine already? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I thought it was cool. And did you get the mm-hmm. names of these peeps? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I have a Cyclops Witch Doctor 
from Carcoon, which, by the way, that's the name of the um, that's the way of Noah, the name of Noah Jam's world. Yes, mm-hmm. I've made a Cyclops, and his name is Image. <laughs> yeah, All right. Image. That's Jamie mm-hmm. spelled backwards, by the way. All and right. He's on a he's on a ship called the Surly Bastard, and he <laughs> wants to cast a spell called Spirit Door. It's this conjura- conjuration spell from page twenty nine of the Gentlemen of Fortune book, mm-hmm. and um, basically it allows him to contact the spirit world, allow them to kind of pull him through, and basically appear anywhere in extreme range. And where he wants to appear is at the rear, on the rear, of an attacking ship called the Jolly Dragon, captained by Sir Nafpets. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a daunting check. First off, okay. that's the, that's the, the spell is a daunting check. Alrighty. And my witch doctor has an intellect of three, and he has a voodoo skill of three. Now, as he's doing this, he's actually shaking his bone rattle <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> for a boost die. Okay. There's my check. Let me start pulling dice out. So that'll be three now, green. Now, are both are, is is this, this during a ship to ship combat? This is during yeah. You know what? We'll say that it's kind of during ship to ship combat, or a, well. At extreme range, up to extreme range, wherever, anywhere between there. I'm thinking it's so. It's more of a chase. More of a chase, or maybe it's this. Um, maybe the Jolly Dragon is getting ready to get in position to, um, to fire upon the Surly Bastard, and okay. he wants to basically appear right behind the captain, and just pound him or something, right? Okay. Right on the deck. Right on the deck. What do you think? All right. All right. So. Let's say hostilities haven't started yet. Okay. Let's say that they uh, are at, ex- you know, they're at extreme range, and that the uh, Jolly Dragon is trying to get into range for their guns. Yep. Um, which, if we go back to Age of Sail, uh, I do believe was long range. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to be very shortly as soon as he gets into gun range. Yeah. So, he's got to so quick. Th- there's an aura of anticipation on that ship as they're waiting to get into range. Mm-hmm. So they're all kind of staring straight forward, watching the enemy. I'm going to give you a, a setback die for their sense of readiness. Okay. Perfect. The entire crew. Now, would you would you do you think this check would be an automatic upgrade because of me being in the middle of the sea? And if it doesn't work, it's pretty detrimental. <laughs> I might end up in the middle of the sea. And boom, I think boom, that's boom, boom. more of a reason why I would flip a story point. At this point, I don't okay. think I'd auto upgrade. I was thinking auto upgrade if the combat was already happening. Yeah, I wasn't really sure. I wasn't really sure. I mean, it could. Yeah, I was thinking this is more of a preparatory thing and maybe this witch doctor will be just shaking things up when he gets over there. Creating some oh chaos. yeah. Sure. All right. All right. All right. So uh, I will flip a story point though for that upgrade. Okay. Um, yes, you did. And I will. Um, and just because this is the first time I've actually made a role in the uh, carcoon setting, um, I'm gonna flip a story point and upgrade and put one of mine up there too. Okay. Okay. 
because I'm, I'm happy pretty with sure your pool. I'm pretty sure this is not going to be the last time I'm going to do this because <laughs> that <laughs> setting is cool. All right, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Hmm. Oh no. Um, <laughs> this might fail. It looks like. Oh yeah. I am going to fail. Is is there no. despair? Can image be shark food? Uh, no, he can't. But he failed. He failed okay. with a th- with one threat. Failed with one threat. Two failures so, and one threat. He's shaking his bone rattle, yeah. and <laughs> which came up blank by the way. And that matters to you. So I get to do all the narrative here. You got nothing. I have nothing. <laughs> All right. Nothing. All right. Do you want so me to read you? Do you want me to read you the the description of Spirit Door real quick? This might give you an idea. Okay. Okay. So Spirit Door is one of the more uh, more misunderstood types of spirits that roam the land of the dead. As long as you know how to coax them out, they can be invaluable allies. Their favorite animal is a rooster. Oh damn it! Maybe I forgot to give them a rooster. So if you offer them a rooster spur, they will appear before you. You could then step through them and travel through the spirit realm to appear anywhere within extreme range. Okay. <laughs> I I have this idea. Um, so it only lets one person travel through and that's it, right? Uh, so it would seem. Okay. So there's a swabby running around oh. swabbing the deck. Yep. And as <laughs> soon as the spell happens and the spirit door opens, he walks through it. By accident. And it closes. <laughs> and then you hear, ah! off in the distance has this lowly deck swabby just ends up on an enemy ship, gets killed. <laughs> wow. That did not disappoint, Tony. <laughs> That's funny. That's good stuff. <laughs> well done. Well done, Seth. So you wasted the, the, the strain for the spell. And because you <laughs> killed, you accidentally killed a crew member. The whole crew, uh, or the next person to go, will suffer a setback die in, in the case of your threat. Yeah. So, because a crew member just like, oh, that was Bill. Oh, Bill makes the greatest crumpets. Damn it! <laughs> he sure does. And maybe Cyclopses shouldn't be witch doctors. I don't know. <laughs> Depth perception. Depth perception. <laughs> Depth perception. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ten away instead of four. Whoops. <laughs> Oops. All right, man. All right. What do you? All right. So for me, I chose to be the GM in my scenario. Ooh. I okay. am the GM and my nemesis adversary, Zoltan Donziker, a cult right. leader in a modern horror setting. Uh, he has with him a rival underpriest and fifteen cultist minions in combat. He's using an augment spell to bolster them all against the PCs in an effort to buy him time so that he can summon an avatar of his dark god. (laughs) Sweet. So he is trying to augment with the target, first target being his rival underpriest. That is augment has a base difficulty of two purple. Mm -hmm. Uh, He is adding one purple for extra targets. And one to give it divine health okay. or health, so that his his men will be more strong, uh, more tougher. Good, gotcha. Uh, and just so you know, GM's note: one target 
is one minion group. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So with fifteen cultists, I have these minion groups divided into five three-man minion groups. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Cool. So right now I have one target of him and one minion group. Cool. But if I roll advantage, for each advantage I roll, I can more add more minions. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. okay. Rock on, uh, man. So he has his holy icon, which is his altar to the dark one that nice. he is standing next to. Nice. And uh, so that will reduce the difficulty by one, mm-hmm. giving the three difficulty yep. for the spell. Uh, the His divine skill is two, and his will is four for a grand total of two yellow, two green, cool. three purple right three now. Purple. Yep. Now, I'm saying that since he is completely surrounded by his cultists and underpriests, mm-hmm. they're like really easy to get to. I think I should get a boost die because like all the people I'm targeting are like completely right there. Well, you're the GM. Yeah, feel free. So I'm going <laughs> to give him a boost die for that. But mm-hmm. I look to the players and yes. I would say, you have any reasons why this guy should get a setback die? Yes, because you are at the altar of a, the Dark One, and if despairs happen, it's not going to be good for you. <laughs> well, so, so yes, is this an upgrade? We yeah, we're flipping it. We're flipping a story point to upgrade. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So there's that. Um, and I honestly, as the GM... I think maybe maybe because... Care the minions are bolstered. This is just something that will make it harder for the players to get through Correct. Uh, them. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't flip a story point here as a GM. I would save those for when he's actually going to summon the Dark One. <laughs> so, gotcha. So right. in this case, I'm just going to roll it. Cool. Sounds good. All right. First and foremost... Uh, I succeed. Okay. One single success. Yep. Okay. I had one single success and two advantage and a despair. Oh, nice. Let me go to my book <laughs> real quick. Um, actually, no, I know what I'm going to do with the despair. I'm pretty sure success I can... Success means that my rival Yep. and my... Uh, my uh, sorry, my rival, the first group of minions, and two additional groups of minions from my two advantage. Yeah. For a total of three groups of minions plus the uh, rival, mm-hmm. are all going to get addition uh, because of the divine health. They're going to get additional wounds equal mm-hmm. to my ranks and knowledge, which is two. Gotcha. So they're going to get two additional wounds, mm-hmm. which is pretty awesome for a minion group. Pretty awesome. Okay. That is good. That 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 will make them a lot tougher. Yep. Each one of that means each one of those minions is going to get two extra wounds yeah. in that minion group, which actually comes out to six extra wounds, which is pretty bad. Um, and and then on <laughs> top of that, they're all going to get an extra green die on their rolls yes. Yes. that they're making. So they are feeling the power of their dark god channel into them. Yes, they are, and. So is Zoltan. He is feeling the power of the Dark One channel through him because he's basically being... There is a coming up from the altar is this Dark... Well, you're the GM, but 
we're gonna no, no, say no, no. I would say as, players come up with something good. Player, what do you say? We're gonna say the like smoky dark tentacles start choking out Zoltan, and he's actually gonna be unable to cast spells for the rest of the encounter. Oh. And I can do that with a despair. It's because he overexerts himself and he loses control of the Dark One and it says oh. he's unable to cast spells for the rest of the encounter. So good thing he bolstered those guys. <laughs> yeah. He can continue. Yes. I can say, I, well, but he, he, I'm going to say he can continue to concentrate to keep the spell going, right? Right. But he can't cast anything else after that. He can keep these guys up and going, and hopefully his minions will help and save the day. <laughs> uh, definitely he's going to call that underpriest back and command him to do the summoning. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You stay. You do the summoning. <laughs> Under, the the underpriest great Zoltan. <laughs> and the underpriest would be like, no way, man. <laughs> Uh, actually, Zoltan will be. <coughs> you, <coughs> you need <coughs> to finish your <coughs> ritual. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. Put the monkey blood in the pool. <coughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Are we? <laughs> well, hope you guys enjoyed that. <laughs> Are we ready to end this thing? Yeah. Let's go on out of here. All right, man. Alright everybody, well that's our show for the night um, Let me give a shout out to the Tabletop Twats, twats. All about uh, twats Oh, so it's <laughs> twats, twats I'm American <laughs> But they are three Brits Nick, who has his very own beard Harrison, who's part shark, part maid And James, who's half gourd All Asian, I guess <laughs> Yep And it's all about tabletop RPGs and I think it looks like they started another um, DCC RPG actual play called Foreign Nobility, set in their Ravenlord setting, which is Ravenloft, it would seem. So it's kind of cool. Essentially, yeah. So they're on um, SoundCloud.com at Tabletop Twats, um, <laughs> G Plus, Facebook, iTunes, Podbean, member of the. In Nerds International community, and uh, yeah, that's what I got. Shout out, great job, guys! Keep it up, keep up the good Yay. work. You guys are awesome. Yeah, I love it. I listen to it all the time. Cool. I wish I, I wish I, I wish I had time to listen listen to more. Dude, an hour drive, I got all kinds of time uh, every go. day. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, so next we've got uh, coming up uh, just next week. Yeah, this uh, coming Niv- weekend. This coming weekend, NivCon two, mm-hmm. and guess what, folks? Um, my I'm running Deep Madness, a Cthulhu esque game, and mm-hmm. if you haven't heard me talk about it already, you haven't been listening, um, or you haven't so- caught up yet. You haven't been like <laughs> um, KC has. So. <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, I'll be running that. We have a couple other Genesis games going on. There's also some Savage Worlds, some D&D. There's still games with openings. Mm-hmm. And they're all hours of the day. Seriously, uh, the link will be in our show notes. Check it out. Maybe mm-hmm. you can make a game. Some of them are only three hours. You don't have to have uh, pay versions of Roll20 or Fantasy Grounds. To you, join and play, right? 
Yep. You just have to have dem- demo versions. And we're using the Nerds International um, Discord server, so you just have to have Discord. And mm-hmm. voila. And we're going to play some games and have some fun. Yep, birds. Yeah. All right. And then we got something else coming up. Yes, we do. We have, um, we have uh, what is it, Con and a Cobb coming up on the 8th through the 11th of November. Mm-hmm. At um, how, how far away is that? That is going to be, hang on a minute, you saw me looking, right? It's going to be uh, 1,413 hours and 38 <laughs> minutes until I touch down in Cleveland. Um, and I'm on the seventh, and he's so. picking me up from the airport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bastards! I put that in our show. Yeah, <laughs> they can't or, stop us now. <laughs> that's right, they can't. Or fifty-eight days, eleven hours, and thirty-eight minutes from now. But uh, who's counting, right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's going to go through Thursday the eighth through Sunday the eleventh of November, and we're going to be Tony and I will be there. Other people from the Nerds International com- uh, community will be there. Jamie, Stefan. Matt, um, who else have we had on the show? A um, couple other people, I think, you know, all kinds of... I think we're going to have, what, about 15, 16 people? Maybe 20? Close to 20? Yeah, I think 17 was the last I counted, but... 17? Yeah, we're yeah. looking forward to it. It's going to be at... What is that? What hotel is that? Days in, and we're uh-huh. going to be by the pool. There's going to be some... Um, we're going to have, like, three or four tables. You'll see the banner... Nerds International banner there, and you know we'll be there if you're there. Come find us. There's we'll likely to be a it. large cooler full of beer. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> oh, um, yes. So yeah, we're gonna be there for that and uh, running games. And um, mm-hmm. our friend Eric, we mentioned him last time. I think uh, Eric Lamaru, he is going to be debuting his um, new setting for Savage Worlds called Wise Guys. Yes. Uh, he will be doing demo games. He's creating. I've, he's been showing us terrain and all these cool miniatures that he's creating for it. It looks like it's going to yeah. be an awesome game. He's going to be running there. Yeah. He's going to be running that for uh, all kinds of people there. Yeah. Um, and and you'll be able to pick up a copy of their um, of his uh, starter kit. I think for wise guys mm-hmm. yep. so um and we're gonna have if you show up and see us if you stop by our tables and say hi and say hey i want to talk to the finding the narrative guys i guarantee we will give you a nerds international d6 we'll have them yes we will. we'll give them to you uh if you mm-hmm. see me out in public if you know me in the area and see chris at home and you know him we'll have them just if just come up and say i listen to finding the narrative and you'll get a free d6 that's right that is right. Yeah, so we're looking forward to seeing people there. If you guys are there and seeing each other face to face, man. It's been a year, dude. Almost a year. Uh, almost. <laughs> almost. All right, so if you'd like to email us, you can contact us at findingthenarrativepodcast@gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Finding the Narrative on Facebook. You can get a hold of me over there. I'll forward that on to Chris. Yep. Uh, like our good friend Casey did at the top of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can... Uh, contact us on the G Plus network for Nerds International with a hyphen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and lastly, uh, you can listen to us on all the awesome places you listen to. We're not on SoundCloud yet, but maybe someday. We're on Podbean, True. iTunes, YouTube, and Google Play. Mm-hmm. So excellent, dude! That was fun. Great. Show. Oh, dude, it was a great show. Long, Long one show. Sorry, everybody, but hey, <laughs> a lot of stuff in there. 
yeah we hope you enjoy it (laughs) all right well until next time this is tony saying keep rolling them bones and this is chris saying remember the rule of cool and just have fun everyone night adios Finding a Narrative podcast is not affiliated with or endorsed by any companies mentioned on this show. Any of the products mentioned on our show or appear on our website are the property and copyright of their respected owners. All items are used under fair use and educational and review purposes. All other items are the intellectual property of Finding a Narrative podcast. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.